ePod Studios. There is nothing I love more than being a tourist in my own city. You hear me talk about that in so many episodes. I wander City Hall every chance I get. I stop at every blue and yellow historical marker. I know the obvious history and tourist attractions. But even more, I love the not-so-obvious moments in history and the not-so-obvious history makers. One of my favorite ways to tour any city is taking a walking tour. Recently, a friend and listener, Jen H., sent me a link to an article in BillyPenn.com about a new tour company in Philadelphia. The title of this article was Finally, a History Tour Dedicated to Philly's Most Badass Women. Of course, I read the entire article, but that headline had me hooked. Because what you'll find when you take one of the fabulous walking tours through the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection is that sisterly affection is lacking. There aren't many women celebrated, let alone even mentioned, during many of these tours beyond Betsy Ross. That's where Beyond the Bell Tours is making a difference. Beyond the Bell was founded by Rebecca Fisher and Joey LaRue, friends who met at Haverford College who wanted to share other perspectives from Philadelphia's history, perspectives that amplify voices you may not have heard before. Beyond the Bell Tours offers an inclusive history of Philadelphia. Their mission is to create tours that influence public history and highlight marginalized communities, including people of color, queer folks, First Nation folks, and women. A quote from their website says, Beyond the Bell is built to promote cross-cultural engagement and put the people back into the people's history. Recently, I was lucky enough to chat with Rebecca Fisher. I was completely enthralled listening to her talk about how and why she and Joey created Beyond the Bell Tours and the stories they tell to provide different perspectives about the history in Philadelphia. They don't just have tours dedicated to badass women. Rebecca is pretty badass, too. And although I didn't have the opportunity to talk with Joey, I have a feeling he is equally as badass. In this episode, I share my conversation with Rebecca. She gives us a glimpse into some of the incredible women featured in the Women's History Tour. We talk about going to a Philly Quizzo night together, and we'll get a sneak peek into some of the other tours Joey and Rebecca have in the works, which really aren't all that twisted, but sound totally awesome. I'm Dina Marie, your host on this twisted journey. Welcome to Twisted Philly. There's more mischief, mayhem, and nefarious goings-on in the city of brotherly love than Billy Penn could have ever imagined. We've got it all here on the Twisted Philly podcast. True crime, haunted history, the coolest and creepiest places to visit. Welcome Welcome to to Twisted Twisted Philly. I would be if I went to a Philly themed quizzo and got my ass handed to me. I would oh, never be able to live it down. For me, is... like you're a Philly tour guide. Between the two of us, we'd be hanging our head in shame. I've decided that people are cheating, but anyway, that's what I think is going on. Because there's no way that people. <laughs> anyway, a group of CPAs won this time, and I'm like, how can that be true? Whatever. Anyway. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, that's funny. I'm so grateful to you for making some time. And yeah, we have to stay in touch. We have to get together. You're originally from Abington, right? Yeah, I, okay. grew, up, I grew up in Abington, Jacobtown area. But I went to college on the main line. Now I'm in Philly. And my parents moved into the city after I left high school. I read 
a whole bunch of what I thought was pretty flippin' incredible stuff about you, Rebecca. Oh. Although it's not like I know everything about you. I'm not a crazy stalker. But <laughs> a few weeks ago, a friend of mine who's also a listener to Twisted Philly sent me an article from Billy Penn about Beyond the Bell. So my first reaction was, okay, who is this woman and how do I get her on the show? Because obviously your tour company, and, and I want to make sure you have time to talk about that, but you're, you're doing things from a very different perspective and really trying to change the way that people absorb and what they're exposed to from a, a historical perspective from the city of Philadelphia, which I think is brilliant. And then I was, you know, <laughs> clicking on the links and I'm like, holy cow, you went and worked in Kampala, Uganda last year. Uh which is incredible. And you just, you seem to have such a, a brilliant commitment to social change and social entrepreneurship. I was so impressed. You seem like an amazing person. And obviously I don't know you, but it was, it was a real joy to read about some of the things that you've been doing. Thank you. That's so kind. I love Twisted. I love Twisted Philly. I, <laughs> I, so I had listened to it a while back. Um, and then when you emailed me, I started listening to it again. And I got very obsessed. And I started listening to like, you know, like five episodes a day. Oh my um, God. And some of my friends were like, can you, can you stop listening to about like murder? So some of them, <laughs> you know, some of the ones that were a little bit darker, I would listen yeah. to them in the car while I was driving with my roommate. And he'd be like, you know, this is a little intense for eight in the morning. Um, but I was like, I love it. I think she's like a <laughs> storyteller. I think you like are really compassionate and you really bring people oh, in. Thank you. I you don't like glorify violence at all. I feel like I've learned a lot about Philadelphia. I've actually changed my Alfred's Alley stop to include like a lot about your Alfred's Alley episode. Oh, that's awesome. Oh my God. Some ghost stories too. Um, anyway, I, I love your show. Oh, thank you so much. So tell me how Beyond the Bell came to be. It's a, a company oh. that you started with your buddy, Joe. And I read that he was your partner in the program at Swarthmore, where you created sustainable protein sources out of crickets. Yes. Joey and I have been best friends for a long time. We met at Haverford. He's from Maine. Okay. So Beyond the Bell, so I've been a tour guide in Philly for about two, three years through Fairmount Bikes. Philly bike tours. Yeah. And they're a great company. Everything I say is not to critique them at all, but it, it doesn't take a genius to be like, I get to the end of the tour and like, there's no women on the tour. There's no people of color on the tour. There's no, there's no like anything really. Maybe you talk a little bit about the neighborhood, but there's not really like queer represent, you know, it, it's yeah. not it's hard to figure it out. And I felt really bummed, especially about women because the only woman that gets any play really is Betsy Ross. And I think she's, famous for doing something very domestic like it's very comfortable this idea of this woman being a seamstress I guess I'm just more interested in the women who were involved in politics yeah. and were sort of outside of what would have been acceptable and there's definitely a little bit of mythology around her story you know especially about the house and where she's buried which are sort of fabricated you take people to the site and it's not totally authentic. So that's like the only women representation. Um, and that's not exactly a person I'm super excited about in the same way that I'm excited about some of the other women that I feature. In my junior year of college, I redesigned the bike tour that I was giving and I gave it through Haverford through a grant. So I turned that bike tour into two walking tours, which are two of the walking tours that we feature on the Center City Deep Dive and the both sort of the city, old city classic. I put those into Airbnb experiences and then we got a grant this summer from Haverford to work on it. And then Joey Quick created the queer history tour and I created the women's history tour. 
um, which is like my baby. That's what I've always wanted to do. It's the only tour I would give. And really like all of the tours talk about a lot of women. It's really exciting. And I still give bike tours and I try my best to sort of weave in a lot of what I've learned and also respect that that's not necessarily what people have signed up for. But I also don't think it's political to like talk about women and it shouldn't be, you know what I mean? It shouldn't be equity. Yeah. And it shouldn't alienate people. I like with my tour, we sort of like advertise it as being a little bit more radical and sort of get people who are interested in these things. Mm -hmm. Tell me about some of the women, certainly not all of them, because we don't want to give everything away in yeah. our conversation. We want people to book the tour, which I yeah. tell you I will be doing. There's a couple of listeners who, when I shared that article, responded unbelievably like, how soon can we all do this together? So yeah. when we get done, I want to talk to you about like, how do I book a group? But, you know, maybe give us an idea of, of one or two of the women that you feature on your women's history tour for Philadelphia. Okay. A woman that I love is Oni Judge, who has this just like incredible story of running away from George Washington. I'm sure you know a little bit about her. I'm just so struck by this moment in history where she comes out of hiding to be interviewed by a newspaper. She's like, yeah, I'll take an interview. Um, <laughs> this like woman who's like one of, you know, pretty wanted woman and, you know, just like offers to give up her freedom for her children. And, you know, nobody can quite figure out how she escaped, you know, because she would have been recognizable, like Washington slaves would have yeah. been recognizable. And even though in Philadelphia here, there was a really strong abolitionist movement, people wouldn't have wanted to be involved. So she finds her way to New Hampshire and lives out her days there. And it's just like such a her story is so wild. And I think like for me, I just think about her coming out and taking this interview. Like, it's just so funny and so ballsy. Like, I'm so impressed by her. And she's just, I think, one of the most exciting people of that era and like the pursuit of liberty. That's one woman that I'm really excited about. I try to talk about her on every single one of my tours. Let's see. I don't know. I'm in love with all these women. Hannah Callahill Penn. I'm a diehard Hannah Callahill Penn fan. I do work hard to try not to do people's wives, but she in herself is just like in her right is so amazing. And to me, Pennsylvania couldn't have happened without her. Every way that he was this amazing visionary. He had a lot of shortcomings. He was sort of blinded by his ambition. He was a huge perfectionist. And then he's got this incredibly business savvy wife who not only runs the colony for 14 years, but also runs her parents' business to a profit because she's one of nine and all of her siblings die because it's 1700. But her parents make this very forward thinking decision to actually educate her. She's literate. She's, you know, has some skills in accounting that make her sort of perfect in Pennsylvania because William Penn is terrible at all those things. And, you know, he never figures out where Pennsylvania end and Maryland begins Mm -hmm. and ends up sort of civil dispute with Lord Baltimore. And she comes up with the paperwork and saves us from a civil war, basically. Um, And as we know, his sons were useless and very greedy and not very well liked with their with the walking purchase and their relationship with the Lene Lenape, but she runs the colony for 14 years. She's an amazing, another amazing person who's not memorialized in Philadelphia at all, except by Callow Hill Street, which nobody knows is named after her. There are very few monuments to women in Philadelphia. So how do you, you know, I know sometimes when people are on a tour, they're expecting to see some sort of physical representation of the person that they're learning about. How do you manage that, that expectation? So, I mean, partly just to be open about that this tour was hard to design because there are no monuments to women that aren't biblical or Greek. There is like a monument on 15th and Arch that is like a teeny tiny statue that has a couple women on it. I have never even seen it. That's how small it is. I must have walked by it a hundred times. So partly to say that part of this tour is to show the lack of 
representation in physical space and to just try to be like the best storyteller I can. Yeah. Be like around here. And I show pictures. So I have pictures that I printed and laminated. And then I'm like, oh, this is Pennsylvania Hall. Um, here's a picture of it burning, like stuff like that. Try to bring that to life as much as possible. That's where I talk about uh, Sarah Grunke and Angelina Grunke Weld that are also two other really interesting women that uh, part of them giving speeches that were anti-slavery resulted in the burning of Pennsylvania Hall three days after it was built. It's not interesting to walk a mile for a plaque, but I try to encourage people to notice plaques. Just an old city there. And, you know, when we make our way sort of into towards South Philly, I start pointing out, for example, I talk about Barbara Giddings and there's a plaque to the work that she did without her name on it. And like, that's an, that's a choice. That's a choice that was made. And then you walk by another plaque and there's a plaque to someone's brother lived here for like two weeks. And you're like, okay, this dude gets a plaque here. One of my favorite plaques in Philadelphia is the plaque to the guy who made the ink for the Declaration of Independence. And I'm like, women cannot cut a break. Like, (laughs) like, how does this man have a plaque? Or like my favorite monument in Philadelphia is to the signer, which is to like embody the spirit of signing things. Um, And this dude has an entire park. It's not even a real guy. It's just like the spirit of signing things. Um, And this is an entire park. And it's like, okay, duly noted. (laughs) So I just like encourage people to notice what's there and what's not there and to try to engage people through pictures and storytelling as best as you can. So what are some other aspects of Beyond the Bell that folks are going to hear and experience that are different than some of the more traditional historic tours? God forgive me, but all the the old white dudes who are are the most famous and familiar. I mean, I think you're just going to hear some different stories. And we sort of intentionally are going to similar places because I felt that if we say that these are public spaces and public monuments, if people feel that they're not reflecting the public, that's like the role of the storyteller to say when we're standing at the Liberty Bell, it does need to reflect more than just like these old white guys that sign a piece of paper and then the next day there's Liberty. We need to go to Washington's house and talk about the slaves that were there. We need to talk about women. We need to talk about, we need to actually have those spaces reflect the people who inhabit the city. And there are amazing tours that go into other neighborhoods, but I wanted to show that you could go to the same places and see the same stuff and tell different stories. Some other things that are cool. I mean, I think you're going to get a little more into the controversies and paradoxes. I try to show like a very nuanced sort of take in history. Nothing is simple. I mean, you know how it is. It's never really quite as simple as it appears. Uh, I think the Chief Tamman statue on Market and Front Street is a really good example of that. So that statue is in a terrible place. It's in front of Christopher Columbus Boulevard, which is just tasteless. It's very loud, sort of dirty because it's a bus stop and physical sidewalks are not super maintained very easy to go to that statue and be like this was totally unintentional somebody just put this statue here they just plopped it here some like white guy made it and then they put it here and that's not really true it was a very intentional choice about to put it there because it was supposed to be facing William Penn all the way down Market Street now they're not really in dialogue with each other because they're so far away from each other and the other thing is that statue was made by a queer person of color who designed that statue with intention is actually really angry when a lot of people wanted to move it. A lot of people wanted to put it in Penn Treaty Park, where it would be in context with that history. 
which does make sense. Like it definitely makes sense because we remember Chief Tamman for his relationship with William Penn. So sort of the Penn Treaty, except the fact that it only remembers half the people involved. But that makes a decent amount of sense. It makes a little bit less sense to sort of be in this like noisy, dirty part of the city. But the fact that it was an intentional choice is interesting. The fact that it wasn't made by some random white guy is interesting. Um, and when the Lenny and Lenape were asked where they, how they felt about the statue, they were like, don't move it. It's fine where it is. Now, I don't know. They're in Oklahoma now. I don't know how invested they are. If it really feels important to them, they're like, great, thanks. I don't really care where the statue is. But they did make a statement where they were like, don't move it. So the statue is there. So I think it's easy to go and tell one sort of one dimensional history. And I try to encourage people to think about how do we celebrate people and how are they in context with other things, especially in physical space. I think, you know, everything you're describing and, and everything that I read on on the website for Beyond the Bell, what really st- stood out to me is just the focus on not just inclusion from a perspective of history and telling stories from voices that may not be included. And not that doesn't in any way take away from any of the tours that exist in the city. Oh, it's just it's different. Right. So if you're looking for if you're looking for voices that you might not be hearing. This is a great opportunity to hear those voices, but it's also much more reflective of the people who want to take the tours and the people who want to learn more. Yeah. Uh, I want to take all of them, but of course, my high up on my list is the Women's History Tour. I'm not going to lie. You're welcome um, to take all of them. You never have to pay. Come on all Oh, stop it. No, that's not. No, you're working. Like, I, <laughs> I wouldn't go unless I can pay you. It's just reflecting new voices, not only from the history that you're telling, or at least that's the that's what came across when I read your website, is that it's really reflecting new voices, different voices, voices that may not have been amplified before through the storytelling. And then I think also that is more reflective of the people who attend. Yeah. And I think it's just an opportunity to engage. Like to me, that's the potential of tourism is that it's an opportunity for people to open mindedly come to a place and connect to other people. And that's what really excites me about tourism. I think that a good tour does that right? A good tour connects you to other people. And what I love seeing on my tours, it's not just women that resonate with the story about women. Like, I love it when guys are like, oh my God, Hannah Callow Penn is amazing. I love her. Um, and I get a lot of guys who are like nodding their head when I'm talking about her. And it's not just people of color that resonate with the stories about people of color. Like a lot of people resonate with these stories because I think it, they're truthful and they're exciting and authentic. And I think people ultimately just want to connect especially across differences, especially right now, a lot of people relate to this tour and a lot of the people from all different backgrounds relate to different people. So that's been the most exciting part is seeing people from very different backgrounds connect to unexpected parts of the tour. I mentioned the website Beyond the Bell. How do folks, is that the best place for folks to go to get more information and to sign up for a tour? Yeah, that's pretty much the best way. You can contact me on there. We have a contact page. If there's ever a specific time or group that you want to, a group tour that you want to do, we're very flexible because we're just starting. Feel free to contact me. We offer like group pricing. We offer student pricing and we informally do a sliding scale, especially for locals. And we have cool events that are generally pay what you wish. These are all exciting things that are happening. And yeah, that's generally the best way. So it's beyondthebelltours.com. I hope you like the website. I made it myself. I do. And I like the logo. I made that too. <laughs> Starting to I hope other people start to do things. <laughs> hey, I, I knew nothing about web design or logo design or anything when I launched Twisted Philly. And I became self-taught real fast. 
Where can folks find Beyond the Bell on social media? We're Beyond the Bell Tours on Facebook, and we promote most of our events on there. On Twitter, we're bell underscore beyond. You know, you do what's available. And on Instagram, we're Beyond the Bell Tours. So you can follow us on everything. I try to keep our social media fun, so I hope you like it. So, yeah, definitely follow us on everything. Is there anything that I didn't ask you or we didn't have a chance to talk about that you would want folks to know about you or or Joe or the tours that you guys are giving? Maybe that this is just the beginning. We have so many other ideas for tours. I want to do, I'm Jewish. I would love to do, and I'm queer, and I would love to do a queer Jewish women's tour. I'm sure it would just be me on the tour, but. Oh, I don't know. I don't think it would be. I think you'd have queer women. You'd have straight women. You would have Jewish men and women. You'd have. Goya's like me who would, you know, I, I grew up with going to my best friend. We're still, we're still close. She's out in California, but she used to come to my house for all the Christian holidays and I would go to her house for all the Jewish holidays. And it was just amazing to grow up and learn so much about someone else's culture and religious beliefs and, and celebrations. And so I don't think you would be the only person on that tour. Yeah. Well, that's one of my ambitions. I also want to create an ethical food tour. I want people to think about where they spend their money. So are they spending their money at places that are owned by minorities and women and also like a little bit of sourcing around food? But I'm trying to encourage people to think about where they're spending money. So that's a cool way to do that, especially since Philadelphia, obviously, like our largest minority group is African-American. So few African-American owned restaurants, especially in Center City. And that's been a challenge on the tours, actually, is I've I always want to end or begin at a place that's owned by a woman or a person of color. It's very hard to actually do that because, you know, like Stephen Starr will own like 15 places. But a lot of those are managed by women, which is great and people of color. But uh, Joey wants to write a poetry do- a tour, a performance art tour. Yeah, so this is cool. Like we have a lot of cool things that we're planning to do this year. Yeah, we're always looking for new stories. So if you have people that you think should be featured in this on these types of tours, I encourage you to reach out to me and send me names of people and stories of people that you love in Philadelphia. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I think you'll probably get hit up by, uh, by some <laughs> listeners for sure. Try to do history. <laughs> <laughs> it has been so good to having this time to chat with you. And I definitely want to set up a group tour for some of the listeners. I know just with the article that I've been sharing, there's a lot of interest. And I think with this episode, that's only going to grow. Very cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. As if you couldn't tell, I immensely enjoyed talking with Rebecca. I'll post the link to the Billy Penn article on my social media pages in case you missed it, and the link to Rebecca and Joey's tour company Beyond the Bell, which you can find at www.beyondthebelltours.com. Let's show them some Twisted Philly love and follow them on social media. You can find them on Twitter at bell underscore beyond and on Facebook at Beyond the Bell Tours. Twisted Philly is part of the B-Pod Studios Network. You can learn more about other B-Pod Studios podcasts on their website at bpodstudios.com and follow them on social media at B-Pod Studios. As always, thank you for listening. That's it from me. Ciao for now, Twisters.